All right. Welcome back to another Sunday edition of your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Yeah, yeah. You bike. Yeah, you back. It's the seventh day of the week. The day of rest for most of you, but the day for the pod gods to come out and bless you with brilliant conversation. Mm-hmm. Of course, my name is Vosani Mativa. I'm not alone. I'm with Sizwe Moyo and our co-host Allison, insert surname here, <laughs> is not available today. But shout out to her. And together we make up the pod fathers. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Vus? How are you doing today? I'm bro? good. I'm good. How are you doing, bro? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Um, like I said before we started, I'm kind of beat up, kind of tired. Yeah. But um, I can't complain about anything, man. Life is treating me okay at the moment. Yeah, man. Big, big ups this week. Yeah, yeah. We saw you did something major. C- can I announce? Or are you still keeping under wraps? I saw you were quiet on the socials. You see, this is the thing, dude. There are people who expect me to see them, right? Mm. I made promises to certain people. Yeah. So I don't want them to know quite yet. And, they, and <laughs> these are people that listen to the podcast. Like, yeah. they're part of a category that I call the mm, girls. Oh, okay? I see, yeah. And whenever I, ref- like this week, this past week, I actually got into a bit of hot water. Because one of the girls that I spoke to listened to the pod. And she says, I don't want to be referred to as one of your mm, girls. Yeah. And then I referred to her as one of my mm, girls. <laughs> so she was quite upset. So, like, I don't like saying too much on the pod. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did reach a milestone that I've been working towards for quite some time now. Yeah. Yeah. For those who know, we're proud of you, bro. Thank you. Thank yeah, you so for much, For those bro. who know, yeah. you can't always put out all the business out there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Uh, another thing... I thought I'd get into this at music time, mm. but best to get out the way now. Let's do it. Uh, it's not even a topic, really. It's just a shout-out. Shout-out to Logic, mm. Logic mm-hmm. 301, American hip-hop artist. Yeah. He's retired officially Yeah, with his latest album, No Pressure, titled No Pressure. Love it. Which is the sequel to his debut album, Under, Under Pressure, Pressure, which mm. released in 2014. Mm. So yeah, wonderful way to go out of recording music to retire. But what do you think the symbolism of that was? Without like getting to, we're not a music podcast, although we yeah. used to speak about music a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what do you think the symbolism is of that? Like the under pressure, no pressure thing. Like is it under pressure because I'm starting my my musical career now, and there's there's pressure to deliver, and now there's like no pressure because I'm I'm done with this shit once yeah. and for all. I'm done I with you niggas. I think it was he was under pressure, like you're saying, to you know deliver. Right. Like you've built up a little bit of hype mm. about yourself. Now mm. you can release a debut album to the world. Right. You know what I mean? And you're under pressure. Yeah. You've got family. You've we've all heard Logic stories mm. through his songs about how messed up or broken his family is. True. And you know he was under pressure, and now here he is. At the end of his career, music career, right? No pressure. He's achieved everything he's needed to achieve. He's. It must be a good feeling, though. Yeah. Right. Like, you you started your career as a young man, like pushing twenty, right? And then like now you're thirty, and you've accomplished things that 
guys in their 40s can't even imagine, dude. Like, yeah. rappers that are in their 40s that have been underground rappers for their entire lives, they exactly. couldn't even imagine that success in, like, just an, il- what, a nine-year period. It was, it's not even a full decade yeah. that he's been out. Like, nine years, well, out commercially. Yeah. If you like, think yeah. about it, like, his debut album was 2014. 2014. Under pressure. Yeah. That's his debut album, but he did have mixtapes before that. For sure, yeah. But if we're counting it just from albums, from 2014 to 2020, man, to did build so up much. the amount of success he did in oh. six years is very, it's insane. That's it's, insane. Dude. It's a hugely, it's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, man. So, round of applause to Logic. He's yeah. been one of my favorite rappers for at least three or four years now, dude. Like, he's one of those people, because I listened, like, I caught on to rap late in my life. But he's one of those people that when I discovered him, I went all the way back into his old shit. And you could just hear the progression of... Like, he's always been good. That's the thing. He's always been able to rap. Yeah. But the progression of the content just, like, and the production just got better and better throughout the years. Yes, he has one or two projects that I'm not the biggest fan of. Mm. But his discography <laughs> is just... Dude, it's so incredible, bro. So, yeah. Well, well up to that guy. Um, yeah, shout out to... Uh, I think what I did appreciate the most... On his uh, no pressure. Yeah, I forgot the name of the song. Right, but there's a song where he raps like he. You know, a lot of artists always reference how their fans want the old them back. Mm. Like Drake's, especially most popular for those people, yeah. always want the old Drake mm. back. You know, so Logic like addressed this in the song. He was like, "You guys want the old me back." Right. Yeah. Funny enough, his album No Pressure is in the same stylings as the old him. Yep. Which is also Absolutely. an ironic take on this. But so he says in the song something along the lines of you guys want the old me back, but I'm not that kid anymore. Like mm. I'm a grown man with a child and yeah. a family. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys want me to talk about all these exciting things I do in life. When reality is, I go to Target. Yeah. I go from aisle 14 to buy dish washing soap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember buy that underwear because yeah. I need new underwear. <laughs> I like... meet a fan. The fan seems overly excited. I just shake their hand after I've scratched my nuts. balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, yeah, I remember hearing it that. It was refreshingly honest because yeah. he was like, you guys want daily life raps. Right. That's my daily right. life. I just go to a shop, buy stuff, go home, spend time with my family. Yeah. And... I think that, in essence, also kind of showed me that he's not someone that's just going to make music to make money. Right. That's a, that's a big thing for yeah. me, dude. Because you can hear throughout his discography, like, although we know Logic for a certain flow, his creativity in terms of the concepts of his albums yeah. has always changed, dude. Exactly. Like, it's always progressed or, you know, regressed, for, like some people might argue. But he's always trying something new. Yeah. From album to album to album. Like, we know he's got mixtape logic which is like trappier stuff but then he's got the super lyrical stuff that you want to hear like oh it's got a message and whatnot so like logic i'm glad that he went back to basics because that's where his core his core following is yeah like he went back to the the no id beats you know super boom bappy jazzy chords lo-fi like it just sounded really good dude yeah it just sounded really good so i have nothing really major to say about that but well done on a great career Yeah, well done on a great career, and yeah, man, onwards and upwards. I know he wants to do more stuff in production now. He wants to do more movie-related stuff. Okay, okay. Uh, he, he already has a book out, so just to give you an idea of the type of creative that he is. Yeah. He created an entire soundtrack for the book. Like, this guy is insane, bro. 
So the sky's the limit for logic. I mean, he's only 30. He's only 30 now. So like our brother's yeah. age, basically. He's very, very, very young. young. Very yeah. young. Yeah. Doing big All things. Right. And let's get into what we always do on your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Let's talk about what's what's popping. We're talking about what's uh, uh, we're talking about cheating today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, actually, okay, let's let's get going. <laughs> uh, another oh, week. Shit. Please turn me down. Uh, you need to turn you down. Yeah, please, oh, man. Oh, Sorry. Right. No problem. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, another week, another case of cheating. Mm. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the Queen this week? Oh yeah, I did. Hello, hello. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. This week, right? Uh, we'll get into the queen later. Mm. Actually, mm. yeah, there's some, there's some, sh- there's some shade I wanna throw at the queen, <laughs> <laughs> right? But yeah, yeah. we'll get into that. So this week, um, some lady went onto the social media platforms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And she was like. Telling a story of how she found out she was getting dribbled, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So for those of you who are, are not aware, dribbled or dribbling someone basically just means like you're cheating on them. You know, you're playing you're around being played. with them. Yeah. Yeah. So this lady says like she once went to her boyfriend's place. Yeah, yeah. And she found lingerie in his sneaker, like he was hiding a panty or whatever. In his sneak, <laughs> is this a high-profile person or just a Twitter? It's just person? a Twitter person. All right, yeah. right, right. And then like people were asking how she found, how she even like looked in his sneaker, what, what. Mm-hmm. And she was just saying she found some things amiss in his place, you know, some miss. You know, some things didn't <laughs> add up. So, right. And what was funny was that. Now, other women started to chime in with their stories where they were like, yeah, I also went to my boyfriend's place and there was a toothbrush. Like, I'm just making this like there was a pink toothbrush there. Mm. I've never seen this. It's not mine. It's not his. You know, like girls were just telling all their stories about how they like found out they were being dribbled. Some were even like they knew, but they stayed in the relationship. But why are guys so careless? <laughs> you know, I was told, before you carry on with your story, bro, yeah. I was told by this honey that I used to travel to work with that women cheat too. Like, I was saying that other week, women are savages, right? Yeah. Uh, women cheat too, but we're so much more careful about it. So we could be in an eight-year relationship, and you wouldn't even know that I cheated as a woman, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. So, but, bruh, you're telling me. I didn't know that people were in eight-year relationships. I thought that was crazy <laughs> enough. <dude. laughs> so, I saw, like, when this chick said that, I was like, nah, there's no way. But I know how, like, careless guys are. Like, yeah. we're super careless when it comes to cheating. But I don't know, like, chicks were, were savages like that. You'd think they really cheat like that. Mm, it's crazy. Yeah, okay. Anyways. Well, one of the funny ones was this girl was like... She posted a picture, right? Yeah. But let me give you the context. So she was like, she found a pair of leggings, gray leggings, at her boyfriend's place. That were not hers. That were not hers. Mm. So when she asked him, whose leggings are these? Her boyfriend jumped into defense mode. Because this is the thing, right? Whenever you're caught out cheating, 
Red-handed. You're not going to just be like, yeah, I cheated, most guys. Mm. They're always going to be like, no, it's not me, I didn't cheat. Yeah. Nah, they're going to come up with something. Mm. Or if you find earrings at my place or whatever, you're most likely, a guy, as a guy, you're most likely going to be like, I don't know how these got here. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know how they got here. <laughs> like, yeah. somebody just snapped their fingers and they were there. Like, right. niggas are dumb, bro. <laughs> so this guy, oh my God, took the leggings, right? Yeah, yeah. And he says to his girlfriend, no, babe, these are my gym clothes. <laughs> nah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, so the girl's like, this is, yeah, this is a lie. Like, these are women's leggings. Obviously. And what did my man proceed to do? He put them on. He put the leggings on. <laughs> And I was like, see, you see, they fit. <laughs> and she posted the picture of him wearing the leggings on no Twitter. No ways, dude. <laughs> That's like how far he would go to defend himself. Hey, man. He would put on his side chick's le- leggings and just be like, these are my gym clothes. Look, you see. That is hilarious, bro. But then what would you do in that situation? That was quick thinking on his part, bro. That was wild. That's crazy. The That's wildest. mine. Those are my gym clothes. <laughs> The wildest part to me is that he took the gamble that they would fit. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Like, yo. He took the gamble. It's like, these better fit. Dude, this is my thing. Like, <laughs> you're in the situation. And then your first thing is to say, no, they're mine. Okay, that's crazy enough as it yeah. is. And then to say, in your mind, okay, if she doesn't believe me, <laughs> I'm going to put these things on. <laughs> that's crazy. And... Yo, come hell or high water, these things better fit. (laughs) (laughs) No ways, bro. That is an insane story. (laughs) That was wild. When I saw that one, I knew that, like, as men, we're we're capable of escaping any situation, bro. Like, he he literally put on those leggings in his defense. (laughs) No ways, dude. That's the worst part is, right? No, wait. So does she believe him? Like No. (laughs) But this is, I'm saying, that the worst part is. Yeah. After the leggings probably fit and got on, he was probably like, you see? You see? I told you they're mine. You see? Like, and then he's thinking, I'm safe now. (laughs) (laughs) Niggas are some dumb motherfuckers. Uh, That is wild. Uh, So, yeah, man, people exposing their stories of how they got dribbled. That's just insane. I don't know. Personally, I've never been dribbled to my knowledge. To your knowledge. To right? my knowledge. Yeah, I always say that. That's wise to say because yeah. you just never know. That's like, why whenever someone asks me, have I been cheated on? I always say, not to my knowledge. But then I, again, what you don't know won't hurt you. Exactly. Like, you'd yeah. rather, if your girlfriend still carries on and she's still the devoted woman like that she is, that you know her to be, her behavioral patterns haven't changed to your knowledge. Yeah. Then let it go, bro. Don't that, <laughs> just let it go. Don't yeah. harp on it. Like you're never gonna know, anyways. Because that was the thing. Like some people were like saying to the people who are telling these stories. Yeah. They were like, but you kind of brought it upon yourself. Because some of them were like, they went through drawers and stuff. It wasn't mm-hmm. like they just saw something lying, slap bang in the middle mm-hmm. of the lounge. Right. It was like they went through they their went partners' cu- cupboards and drawers. You know. 
and then they found another woman's items mm, 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 mm. and then other people are like but you kind of brought that upon yourself by going through their things in search of something yeah so what do you think about that dude if if, if you're like a gent which i think you are uh and you have a like a suspicion that your girl is cheating you just have yeah. a suspicion are you going to go looking for the evidence or are you just going to wait for it to fall in your lap? Like, haha, I was right. Or are you going to go and be fucking Inspector Gadget looking for the shit? I'll just wait for it to fall in my lap. Straight up, right? Protect uh, your peace, yeah. King. Protect like, your peace. If I go looking, yeah. I'm going to find something. Yeah, That's just the way it works. That's the way it works. If you go looking for something, you're going to find something. But if you look for something and you find nothing... Then, like, hooray, or are you going to say, sorry, babes, I was wrong? Or are you just too proud for that shit? I don't know. I guess <laughs> if you go looking and you find nothing, you got to pull out the deleted car. You're going to be like, you probably deleted all oh, the evidence. Shit. <laughs> Yo, pride is really a killer, bro. Yeah, but... You probably deleted it. That's what... Uh, I guess... Do you ever go through your girl's phone? Like, nah, not, like, like, looking for anything. Oh, yeah. But you use her phone. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. But fine. I don't, like, go looking for anything. True, true, nah. true. Okay. I think uh, if you look, if you go through your partner's drawers and cupboards and stuff, you're going to get hurt, most likely. So the takeaway for anybody listening to this is don't go through your partner's things. Don't go through them with the intent to find out if they're cheating on you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That I be. think. Because... The slightest thing will throw you off. Hmm. That's the thing. Like even if you don't find anything obvious, like you'll probably do some self-serving bias mm. to find the slightest thing mm. and be like, "Oh shit, I caught them." And it's like you didn't catch anything. <laughs> like you just found out that I don't know. I text some guy from work because he gives me a lift every now and then. Like yeah. you know what it is. Like. like so so you could see a text. This actually happened to one of my friends. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I won't say his name because, geez, there's enough trauma as it is, like, honestly. But he's got a child, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and his, him and the baby mama had, like, a shaky start to their relationship, right? Yeah. So this guy left his – he went to go fetch dinner with the father of his baby mama, right? They went to the store together. And he left his phone behind because she wanted to take selfies and whatever else. Or, or at yeah. least that's what the excuse was for leaving his phone. So he comes back and he gets a message from uh, Je- a woman named Jessica. It's a very generic name, so I don't mind saying that. Yeah. He gets a message from Jessica. And, the, and Jessica uh, had sent him her address. Like, this is where I live kind of thing. But there was no message. It was just her address, her location. Yeah. So, naturally, the ba- uh, that dude's baby mama... I almost fucking squandered his name right there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that guy's baby mama sees this message as she's taking selfies and whatnot, saying, Oh, this is what you're doing behind my back. You're going to strange women's homes. Mm. And it's like, no... Jessica is the friend of Sheldon. Like, you know Sheldon, right? Yeah. That's Sheldon's girlfriend's best friend. And Sheldon just happened to be at Jessica's house because they're all chilling there smoking hubbly. So when he left, his plan was when he left that house, the baby mama's house, that he was going to go and chill with that honey. 
and and Sheldon and everybody. Yeah. Platonically, you know, this chick likes older guys. She would never go for a guy like my mm. friend, right? Mm-hmm. Just nothing's wrong with my friend. It's just that she like <laughs> she she her she's just crazy, dude. Like yeah. a- any time I've ever been out with her, she's looking for guys that are thirty five, like old yeah. guys, right? <clears throat> so it just shows you that like girls will look for everything and they will jump to the conclusion of like, yeah, this guy is cheating on me without even knowing the full story. Mm. Like those self-serving biases, as you say, like they'll, they'll make themselves believe anything, dude. Yeah. That fits their agenda basically. But yeah, shame, poor guy. I'm very distracted by your shirt today. Basani. Like, mm. I've yeah. got on a, a nice liver bird on my chest. Liver bird. For those of you who don't know, that refers to Liverpool's shirt. Of course, we have the liver bird as our crest. So, yeah, I'm wearing uh, the 2019-20 Liverpool home kit, the champion kit, trophy kit. Please never bring that into my home again. Oh, yo, can wear out. that at number 15. Don't bring shout, that to number shout 8. Shout out to Jordan Henderson, Football Writers Association, Player of the Year. How? Yeah. Life comes full circle. Hold on. Can I y'all ask you, you something? Y'all used to hate on no, my I still nigga. do, but I want to ask you something. Now he's a, he's a Premier League winning captain, Champions League winning captain. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Best player of the season captain. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, yeah. let me Shout ask you something. Shout out to Jordan Henderson. As a comeback fan, season. As a Liverpool fan, I need to ask you this. You're telling me Trent Alexander-Arnold wasn't a better player this season than Jordan Henderson. If you say no, you're a fucking liar, bro. Hey, yo, I, shout out to Jordan. No Jay ways. Money. <laughs> Jay Money. Hendo. Alexander-Arnold and Money were both better players than Jordan this season. Look, man. That's my honest opinion. Henderson's the captain. You know, Captain Fantastic. Well, that's, that's the name reserved for Stevie. Mm. So we're going to have to come up with a new name for Hendo. But he's the captain. And he did it. He proved all his haters wrong. Yeah, Henderson's like arguably the most hated on footballer since he just came out. The moment he joined Liverpool, he was just hated on. For no reason. Niggas just hated on a kid from Sunderland. He was trash when he joined Liverpool. You're acting like he was a great player and people hated him for no reason. No, he wasn't a great player. For no reason. I think people now, saw him... Now he's got the silverware that they all said he'd never get in his life. No, As, people Liverpool weren't going to get any silverware. Particularly a best player of the season silverware. People thought maybe he'll get a trophy with the team. Cool. Yeah. But no one ever thought he'd be a player of the season I still overall. don't think he should have been. Yeah. Like, and here he is. So don't yeah. let dreams be dreams, kids. <laughs> Go out there. Listen, I know. No, Believe no, him. No. I, I refuse to believe that you think that he was the best player I think in your was, team, let alone in the, I in think the whole the campaign. Most, I think he was the most improved, influential player in our team. I don't and think so a either. lot of people would say, no, Van Dyke's the most influential, Allison. Mm. But here's the thing. Every time Henderson has been injured or misses a game, yeah. our midfield lacks incredibly in its tempo and its control. That's one thing we as Liverpool fans see. If Henderson doesn't play, the midfield seems to lack a bit of control. And it's, yeah. the funny thing is that when he does play, it's not that he's the controlling midfielder, mm-hmm. but it's just that he's leadership. Yeah, he brings an aura. To he brings team. a very good leadership of letting people know where to be, just morale. He's a captain. He's basically a very good captain. He's not a, the best player ability-wise, mm-hmm. 
But in terms of his captaincy ship, I don't know. Yeah. He's no, very good I at that. I get your point, yeah. okay? I get your point. Has has Steven Gerrard ever won this award? Yeah. Gerrard's been won many PFAs okay. and so that that's why this kind of doesn't make sense to me because as great as a player Gerard was and we can there's no real dispute on who's better between Gerard and Henderson. Yeah. Gerard was good on the ball. He was a box to box player. He could shoot from practically anywhere and he was a natural born leader as well. He was captain of Liverpool at a very young age as well. Yeah. So can you really say that Jordan Henderson who plays a similar role to Steven Gerrard can really win that award in that team, in that Liverpool team where you've got Alexander-Arnold and you've got Van Dijk and you've got Ellison. I, I do. I genuinely don't believe that you're, you're telling yourself. This is my team. thing, right? Every great team, right, mm-hmm. or winning team has had a very good leader mm. in terms of the captain on the field. Right. And oftentimes the captain isn't actually their best player. That's true. But they 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 bring all the world class players around them. They find a way to control those egos, all that stardom and fame. Fine. They find a way to make them focus, work as a team, to achieve overall success as a team. And that's what Henderson has managed to do. So Gerard, yes, he did pull teams to success. He pulled us to Champions League successes, FA Cups, League Cups. Mm. Right? Unfortunately, he couldn't get us to get to the league. Mm. But he pulled more with ability. Mm. Also, he was vocal and everything. Mm. But he pulled the team more with that ability. Henderson's not so much his ability, mm. but it's the other aspects that he was like pulling all these world-class guys around him towards success. I mean, fair enough. Like, I think... One how of much the, does that have to do with Henderson? That it, more like, more than... Like, what... what proportion does it have to do with Henderson and not Klopp? I think this is the thing, because what I saw coming out this week, mm-hmm. a lot of the players and reactions, right, current players, former players, mm-hmm. that, especially towards Henderson, mm-hmm. they were like, he's someone that you can trust in war. Sure. They see him as that guy who's not going to let you down in war. You can go to war with him. Mm-hmm. You know. So, okay. I think... That is a very important aspect, even just in normal life. Like anyone who's ever had a great supervisor or manager or boss at their office, right, kind of has that same feeling of this manager. You know, I can go to war with them, mm. like with me. Mm. They motivate. They're on me. my side. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very important aspect to bring out performance in people. And okay. shout out to Klopp, Look. of course. None of this would be possible without him. That's very true. Like you know, Klopp is. He's, he's, he's the man. No, he really is. I can't, Shout I can't, um, legendary that. shit. And I'll eat my words, man. I mean, Jordan Henderson, like I said, not the best player, but I do see his influence, uh, when it comes to the leadership part. So I'll eat yeah. my words there. I don't think he's the best player. Look, uh, I'll like, say this. Or he should have been player of the year. I do think, mm. personally, I even voted on one of those polls mm. for player of the year. The options were like, uh, De Bruyne, Henderson, um, someone else, a few other players. Listen to that. And I voted for Kevin De Bruyne. Right. Because I just thought he was the best player. Mm. He's the, the most impactful player. I think, yeah, sure. I think he's the best midfielder in world football. I think so Personally. Well. Yeah. 
So I do think, yes, Kevin De Bruyne should have won player of the season. Mm-hmm. But I see why Henderson was voted player of the season as a cumulative thing in terms of this is the first Premier League winning captain for Liverpool. Other Liverpool captains have won titles, like first division titles. But Jared since, won a Champions League, bro. But since it's been called the Premier League. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, Henderson's yeah. the first Liverpool captain to win the Premier League. I mean, that's fair. But then I need you to also eat your words. The beginning of this season, you weren't saying, you know, the nicest things about Rashford and, and Martial. I still don't. No, hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah. Because numbers speak for themselves. I think but you said they won't score more than 10 each. Yeah. You said they won't score more than 10 each, and they've doubled that, right? Mm. They've put us in position to play Champions League football, whereas we weren't playing Champions League football before. Right. Numbers speak for themselves. These, these are and, and we've got another kid, Greenwood, that nobody expected that from. Yeah, shout out to Greenwood. I respect Greenwood. So you don't respect Rashford, even though his I don't respect speak for Rashford. And Martial. No, Martial, this is my thing. By the way, wait, wait, before you say before, before you say what you need to say, Rashford was injured for four months. Yeah, and he's still one of the top scorers. He's within, right. within the top five or six top scorers. Yeah, just want to put that out there. Carry this on. is what I'll say about Rashford. Yeah, yeah, and this is a United thing as a whole. Mm-hmm. United have been awarded more penalties. Oh my god! Are you serious? The, all of right the top now? six combined. Are this you season. serious right now, dude? So, We've been awarded penalties. No, so but this is my thing, right? It's also the same thing issue I have with Cristiano Ronaldo this season. This party. season. Like, it's brilliant for you to score 20 goals in a season. Mm-hmm. But, man, don't come to me if out of those 20, 12 were penalties. Like, you st- it means you've scored eight goals in open play. But and then the, the other 12 were literally from the penalty <laughs> spot. Like, it's not your fault you're the best penalty taker in the team. So, shout out to Rashford for being a prolific penalty taker. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to take a penalty. It's not. So I that's why I don't that. understand. But your, your at criticism. the same time, I hate it when United fans are like, Rashford has 17 goals in the league. And I'm like, but nine are penalties. Like, Does he, he have nine penalty goals? He has nine. The last time I checked. I don't know if that's overall in the that season. That could be overall in the season. I doubt, just we, the he's, I, I doubt he scored nine penalties. But that's still like in the an league. insane amount of your goals came from penalties. Not necessarily just being good open play striker. But you've seen his open play goals. This is the thing that I don't understand about you. You've seen him on the ball. Like, you've seen the open play goals that he scored. The way he, he he teams up with Pogba, the way he teams up with with uh, with Matic. Like, he, he knows how to score open play goals. I don't understand. But like, this is my thing. He's right? not like a Peter Crouch who just stands in the box and hangs <laughs> the ball in. It's Look, not like this that. This is my thing. I'll say this. Yeah. Having a great PR team is everything in football. Because Danny Ings is actually the top goal scorer this year. Minus penalties. Top Danny goal minus. Danny okay. Ings actually hasn't even taken a penalty this season. I think he's only taken one or zero, they said. Mm. So Danny Ings' 20 Premier League goals are literally from open play. But he doesn't have a PR team, so he wasn't even considered for play of the season awards like Jamie Vardy or Rashford. Rashford mm. was voted top five overall, I think. But that should tell you. So that should tell you a lot no, because he saying, contributed a lot of assists. So as I'm well. saying this is like it's about PR as well. Rashford has incredible PR. Does he? Considering know? that the players who did more as a striker, I think because a, he's Danny in a high Ings profile was a team. striker than him this season. Not he's not a better striker overall, but he's a better striker this season. Yeah. But Rashford is appeared to have had the better season. 
Okay, let me ask you something because we're we're over our music time already. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you something. Do you not think it has something to do with being part of a low profile team? Because yeah, because no, a lot of times P- yeah. great players in in small teams are overlooked. It's, the that's thing, just yeah. the simple PR fact. teams come as a duality. Mm. Comes with the club you play for mm. and then you as an individual. That's right. So this is why for example, right? Like mm. if you play for United Automatically, your stock goes up. That's true. No matter how bad or good you are, like Jesse Lingard. Let's use an oh example. Oh my goodness! Can we not go? Jesse there? Lingard gets more clicks on the internet. His name, because he plays for United. But he's also a meme. But Let's not forget that. No, yeah. <laughs> but he's also a trash player. Yeah, because he's a meme. Because yep. he plays for United, his name gets more clicks. But a trash player at a small team is not as hyped because he's not playing for a big PR team. Exactly. But anyway, I'll give Martial and Rashford their props for mm-hmm. scoring more than 10 goals. Mm-hmm. Particularly Martial and Greenwood. Shout out to Greenwood. But Rashford... Just I'd eat like your humble to, pie. I'd like I to eat see my humble Rashford pie with Henderson. Eat your humble pie. Goal, <laughs> for goals, man. Nah, like, man. I, I don't like it when players have a stack of penalties. Look, okay. That is my qualm, even this season with Ronaldo, like I said. No, I and get I love it. Ronaldo. I get I love Ronaldo as well. And I, I do feel the exact same way about Ronaldo's season. I think he struggled, okay, for the most part. He's got a lot of bloopers this season, if you've checked out the internet. Yeah. But this is what I, I want to say about, Marci- uh, about Rashford. Because he went from being the second guy last season to being the number one guy this season. Like, he yeah. had to make that transition between being the guy that comes off the bench to help out to being the guy who starts games and has to carry the goal-scoring responsibility on his shoulders. That's why I want you to eat your humble pie because he made that transition quickly and he's still a young guy. Yeah, I'll say this. Rashford is not a bad football. I don't think he's a bad player. I think yeah. I think he's a very good player. I think he has a lot of potential. Right. So I'll give him his props. Like we can't he, he proved with, me wrong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll eat my humble pie. He proved me wrong that he scored more than ten in the league this mm. season. Way more, by the way. Yeah. He scored <laughs> scored seven more than I expected him to. Right. Right. So I'll eat my humble pie on that. Eat that shit. Nigga. But <laughs> what I'll say is, I want to see more open play goals. We've from got him. many years. He's got many years yeah. in him. We'll, we'll I don't want him that. to be that guy. Because ultimately, United are United. They're going to get more penalties. This is statistically proven from over the years that Mm. referees do have more... uh, Referees do give United more calls than any other club in the league, right? But that's because when you build success, things go in your favor. It's like they say you make your own luck. But also when you build (coughs) success, people tend to be against you. Like this season, I heard a lot of Liverpool jokes yeah. like var was always in your favor this season like according to people on the internet so whenever no, you, yeah. you build when up your success people are automatically against people are still against man united even though we're not even in the like, top team if you look at all sports yeah. the best teams yeah. or the biggest brands get the referees on their side even if it's not actual match fixing mm. it's just the way it goes that's how sports works i mean fair enough man so and my shout out to Marshall and Rashford. Yeah, yeah. Yo, we spent a lot of time on, on soccer. Yeah, <laughs> I think we lost a lot of our <coughs> audience, but that's okay. Let's let's get into some music. Um, right. it's music time. Uh, yeah. Gonna tell them what this is about. Why we do this. Um. Yeah. So what we do is on every episode on your, of your girlfriend's favorite podcast, we play songs that we're fucking with. 
songs that you know we've come across that we're really enjoying at the moment. Vosane has. Do you know how many things rhyme with Vosani, dude? <laughs> <laughs> what rhymes with Vosani? Kunjani, Vosani. <laughs> what the fuck is Kunjani? <laughs> Loose Punani. <laughs> That's wild. Oh man, the things I think about. All right, so um, Vosani usually goes um out of his way <laughs> to to play um local music pushing the agenda of local artists i think that's a good thing yeah um i really just want to play songs that i really like yeah it doesn't matter like yeah it doesn't really matter the song that i want to play this week is off logic's new album Mm -hmm. it's called gp4 all right yeah yeah so this is like we said earlier on in the in the episode original logic boom bap logic jazzy chords (coughs) no id production hit it vasani the violator So that was GP4 by Logic wow. off his new album, No Pressure. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to go with... Today I'm not playing local African music, unfortunately. <laughs> That's a change. But I am going to play a song off Logic's album, Under Pressure. Mm. 
the actual title song under pressure oh yes but i'm not going in from uh from the beginning of the song okay i like the song it's a two-part song mm. so it's under pressure and around the three minute mark or so the song changes to logic telling us about his family and friends and how you know he's been missing time with them and it's just a very beautiful part of the song so this is from logic's debut album under pressure let me get to where i need to be in the song enjoy song about like nine minutes i love it man but love it yeah very beautiful song what a way to start off your like your career bro like with that yeah. with that album man what a way to start yeah. second half of the show let's pod second half of the show i had like a, a, a kind of deep question for you mm. maybe it's an easy straightforward answer but i thought about it quite deeply mm, all, all right. right so would you rather like work a morally questionable job that makes a lot of money or do a job that helps a lot of people but you don't make as much money? Where do I sign for the money? It's 
clearly very straightforward <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I thought about it. Like, what, what, when people say morally questionable, it's like, okay, there's whoring yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Could be being a whore, which is not that bad for gents. Maybe women have a, a deeper moral code for that. There's selling drugs mm-hmm. to frustrated youths yeah. stuck in their ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like... With, with with ashy knuckles back to the wall <laughs> or there's like i don't know man there's there are a lot of morally questionable mm. things like you got to think about what what that means and then think about if it's a good way to make money so like there's trafficking of people mm, yeah there's there's harvesting of body parts yeah that these are very lucrative <laughs> these are very yeah. lucrative businesses man so do you think you could do that do you really think that you could do I that? I don't think I could, <laughs> but I'd like to say yes for the money. <laughs> but realistically, I know I wouldn't be able to. Yeah, that is hectic, bro. Yeah, like, I know I wouldn't be able to kidnap a person. Just one person, like, let alone masses of people. Yeah, I like wouldn't Boko be able Haram to. Or some shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't, like, morally, I wouldn't be able to go through with it. Because it would just hurt me too much. Like, I'd feel so much guilt. Okay, so where do you think the line would be, like drug dealing? Do you think you could do that? Yeah, I could deal drugs. Yeah, fuck it. That's your choice. <laughs> I didn't ask you to be addicted. <laughs> right? That, that's your choice. No way, Mister. You don't believe that. <laughs> that's your choice. I didn't tell you to be addicted. <laughs> uh, bro, nobody told them to be addicted. That stuff is hectic, bro. Like. <laughs> nah, fam. being the plug is not morally bad. Honestly, really, I don't think drug dealers are bad people. Drug dealers kill people. I think with the stuff that they sell. I them. think if you're going around, like, let me say this: if you like are literally giving a child product, right, mm. and without them buying it, like you're just giving it to children as if it's sweets or something. Then, yeah, you're fucked up. Yeah. But, like, if you are a morally just drug dealer, you know, you let adults come and buy from you. Mm, they're spending their own money. Yeah, I they're don't think there's anything wrong with you doing that as a profession. Like, mm. yes, it's illegal. You must understand that, right? But it why is, is it, it illegal? Is, it is illegal to deal drugs, people listening to the show. <laughs> we don't want to encourage people to do the wrong thing. You've got to explain it for the dummies. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, just because I'm saying it's not your fault, like, no, being a drug dealer is not okay. So, But why, though? But this is my thing. Like I'm saying, if adults are coming to me mm. to buy drugs, mm. what I... Like, like, <laughs> Good question. Where did I Good enter question. in them wanting the drugs? I'm just the source. They're the ones that come and buy it. Okay, so as as illegal as drug dealing is, why is it morally wrong? Because people like say it destroy drugs destroy lives. Yeah. You know, like you're turning someone's parent into a junkie. Yeah, but I'm not doing that. But like exactly, you're saying, like, you just have the product. Yeah. You didn't go with a gun to someone's end like, sniff this fucking cocaine. No, yeah. you're just like, I have cocaine if you're interested in purchasing it. This and is the crazy thing. And the person thing. purchased it out of their own free will. That's so true. But this is the crazy thing. Like, people don't know their limits. And that's why I'm so pissed off about the, the alcohol ban that we currently have in South Africa for people listening around the world. South Africa, because of the COVID thing, one of the restrictions that they've put on our regulations is the sale of alcohol, right? Yeah. 
they've done that because people don't know their limits when it comes to alcohol. Unlike us, they just want a drink at the end of a day. Like one, give me one drink just to take the edge off. I just want yeah. a drink. And no, you guys want to drink and beat up your girlfriends. Like, there are people who take cocaine and they still function perfectly well. Like they take it recreationally. Yeah, there was there was a thread on Twitter during the week. Yeah, about someone was saying uh, how most top corporate people in South Africa use cocaine. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm like not they surprised. were even making like funny. The thread was a bit funny. But yeah. it was true. They were like, you ever wonder about that colleague of yours who joins you for the drinks on Thursday night and they go out again on Friday night, Saturday night, <laughs> Sunday night. But Monday they morning, they're fresh. They look fresh and yeah. energetic, yeah. ready to go in the office. Mm. How do you think they do it? They're on coke, of course. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, yeah. it, it makes perfect sense. Like There are people that want to do it just as... A pick me up or to take the edge off like i was saying like some people work really hectic jobs and they're not taking coke every five minutes the yeah. way the person who doesn't have anything to do is taking coke every five minutes like i just think it should be discretionary you need to buy coke you need it needs to be legal to buy coke and sell it i believe that this is my thing right funny enough i think it was in portugal mm. uh, many years ago mm. They decriminalized drugs. Mm. So, not saying selling it, but drug use. use. Yeah. So, like, you can have cocaine and use it, but you, so it's not a crime to do that. But then, how is it not a crime to buy it? Then? But, yeah, that's the weird that's okay. thing. Okay. But then, they showed, once they decriminalized all the drugs, mm. addiction rates went lower. Less people were being admitted to rehabilitation centers and things like that. So people are children in essence. Like people, you know, when your parents tell you not to do something, you just do it anyway. Yeah. So people are children. People think like actual children. Exactly. Like, okay, guys, you can do drugs now, and then like nobody wants to do it anymore. It, like yeah. takes the fun out of it or something. Look what happened with uh, prostitution with, in Australia. Yeah. You even <laughs> thinking marijuana here in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Once it was almost legalized for home use, it stopped being such a hyped thing. Yeah. Like. As far as I could see. Yeah. Like, people stopped talking about weed. Like, it's this super like cool secret, thing to yeah. do. Like, <laughs> and now it just seems like almost like cigarettes. People say, yeah. oh, yeah. You got some weed on? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. No, so, no, that's true. That's true. Look, I'll say this. Like, people who deal with drugs from alcohol to hardcore drugs, right? Mm -hmm. Do your business. Sell whatever you got to do. Sell your product. Mm. But just don't sell it to minors. Yeah, that's that's where I draw the line. Yeah, same. Like you're gonna literally give alcohol in your tavern or your bar, whatever pub, whatever we call it. If you're gonna give alcohol to a 16 year old kid, then the problem is with you now as a drug mm. dealer. Mm. But if you're only selling to people of legal age, and I have no issues with you, because then agree. there are adults who are making a choice to go and buy. So there's been a lot of like. Um conversations i don't know there's been debate over what the legal age should be because we see in america it's like different things everywhere it's like yeah. 16 in some states 18 in some states 21 in most in most states so what do you think the ideal age for purchasing alcohol and drugs should be i think 21 you think 21 is it yeah yeah 21. i believe so too i think the brain is more developed at like that point. 18 bro you, you can be 18 and in high school in matric yeah grade 11 sometimes exactly so it's a bit wild that 
you can let high school kids go and buy alcohol. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, right? It's insane. <laughs> Bro, it was Such, so much. We're so hypocritical. <laughs> we're so hypocritical. I don't know, bro. But like, <laughs> right. do you remember how how fun it was to drink, dude? Like when you, you when you knew you weren't supposed to be drinking. Yeah. It's like, yo, we went to this and this guy's house over the weekend, and we got like plastered. Bro. Like <laughs> his parents were like perfectly cool with it. Usually, that's your white friends. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, his parents were perfectly cool with it. They even bought it for us. You know, we drank like, and it's a proper story to tell. Yeah. Now you want to drink just to like. Bruh, I'm under pressure. Can I just have a drink? <laughs> Can I have a drink, man? Right. Like, you don't even speak about it like it's a thing anymore. Like, That's true. Yeah, man. We used to, like, brag to our friends. Yo, I got so drunk, bruh. Because, you know, yeah, your friends want to get drunk as well, but they couldn't, bruh. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, what a life. Yeah, I think 21 should be the legal age for drugs. Yeah. Alcohol, yeah. whatever. Alcohol... Yeah, alcohol is probably more of a killer than most drugs, yeah. dude. <laughs> alcohol and cigarettes are... Pff, I don't know it, how cigarettes like, are legal right now. I don't get it. Things that are legal are more deadly than things that are illegal. illegal. Yeah. Like, sugar kills more people than fucking, I don't know, whatever drug out there. More than weed? Weed doesn't really kill people. Yeah, it, but it let's kills. just say, yeah, sugar kills more people than weed. Yeah, and weed year is Year in, year out. Like, literally, the sugar you can go buy, pick and pay. Mm, mm. It's more deadly to you than marijuana. That's madness. But it makes perfect sense, dude, like, health-wise. Marijuana, the way I see it, only has healing properties. People say it kills brain cells, and I agree to a certain degree, because, like, if you if you see some of your friends that you know have been smoking weed, like, the guys that were stoners in high school, have yeah. you seen them today? Nah, that's... Bruh, they seem high even when they're sober. Like Whoa. that's what that's what long term weed use does. They yeah. they seem slower. They speak slower. Their their eyes are just low now. Like with yeah. Khalifa, you'll never know when he's sober <laughs> exactly. or not. You'll just never know. That's the thing. So that's I think one of the effects. But if you're like sick, dude, it really helps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really I'll say this though. Yeah. Do be careful with use of marijuana or cannabis. Mm. Be more specific, mm. because it is a a causal factor to schizophrenia. It is? Yeah. I did not I did not so, know that. But basically let's say if you have family history of schizophrenia and now you smoke marijuana. So maybe your great grandfather had schizo or your grandfather so and so, right? Mm-hmm. Then now you like your parents never had it. Mm. You you're still young. Mm. When you smoke cannabis you now open up the chances, you increase the chances that now you will have active schizophrenia later in your life. So it triggers it. Kind yeah, of. it's a trigger. So, so can so I just ask for people listening to the pod, like, because I, I'm not sure either. A lot of the time we confuse bipolar with schizophrenia. How, how, how do you differentiate the two? Mm, a lot of people, like, ugh, they haven't read my DSM in so long. But a lot of people assume like bipolar with the mood swings and stuff, right? Yeah, extremes. It's char- yeah, it's characterized by extremes with yeah. mood swings. And yes, that's true to a certain extent. Schizophrenia is more concerned <coughs> with, if I'm not mistaken, hallucinations. Mm, paranoia. Yeah. Et yeah. So that's like how you can d- uh, differentiate the two. Like schizo it has more to do with like hallucinations and delusions and things like that. Mm, mm. So if you feel like you're hearing a voice in your head, not the normal 
voice you have in your head. Not your conscience. Yeah. You feel like you're just chilling and there's a voice in your head talking to you. And Shit. it seems a bit strange and stuff. And, and vividly it, real. Yeah. yeah. And in the Western world, it's schizophrenia. Mm. In traditional healing. You might have a calling. You might have a calling. Yeah. Mm. To be a traditional healer or mm. someone of a spiritual gift. So it's very important to also bring cosmetology into what is cosmetology like or African cosmetology, Mm. if Mm. I'm saying correctly. Uh, It's basically like that. So differentiating between what the West would deem as a mental health issue Mm. and what we would deem as a calling, a spiritual gift or something like that. So you need to be aware of that when dealing with certain people and understanding their cultures yeah i get that okay but let me ask you as somebody who's like you're an african but then you're also somebody in the sciences right this is this is a science psychology obviously Mm. so as somebody who's got a foot on either side do you think both sides have a point or do you think one is delusional while the other is is perfectly rational both sides have a point Mm. there's a growing argument in the world of psychology mm-hmm. to actually disband uh, the DSM. What, what, so, which is what? So the DSM is the diagnostics, something, something manual, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically how we diagnose. Mm-hmm. It gives us all the symptoms like and stuff to make basically. a diagnosis of a patient. Right. Excuse me. So there's a growing argument to disband using the DSM or diagnosing people. Because oftentimes, what someone may think is a mental health illness Mm -hmm. is just a life problem that you're going through. Especially when you bring culture into things. It Mm. can always be seen as you're just going through a life problem. You don't actually have a mental health issue. And most mental health issues are also on a spectrum. Mm. So not all schizophrenia is the same. Yeah, not there are some all, that are to a higher yeah, degree or a lesser like degree. Not all autism is the same. Right. It's a spectrum. Yeah, so yeah. it can range, like it varies. So yeah, so there's arguments to stop diagnosing people, and figure out what life issue a person's going through. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Characterized by those symptoms. So Detective, man. yeah, but. I don't even know how we got here. How do you not love this podcast, <laughs> though, bro? Like, like these are really important conversations that people are overlooking. But yeah, dude, I I, I hear what you're saying. I, I yeah. I've always wondered about these things because the more westernized you become, the more you think that the traditional stuff is just bollocks, dude. Because it yeah. can appear that way if you're not educated about it. So, like, for everybody listening, just have an open mind about it. Because I've had some some family members that have claimed to have the gift. I don't know if it's true or not. Um, But it's hard to say because, I mean, nobody believed Jesus when he came down. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I'll say this, but, like, everything's a matter of belief. Yeah. Everything in the world Mm. is literally a matter of belief. So, But there are truisms, though. There are things that are just inherently true. Yeah. And there are things that are just false, dude. That's, this is the thing. Not everything can be subjective. That's I understand also, people yeah. having a mind of their own, wanting to believe what they want to believe. But at the end of the day, there's what you think is true and what the truth is. Mm. 
that's that's something that I yeah. think people need to realize. There there's there are there are absolute truisms. I Murder mean, is wrong, full stop. But, but this is another thing. Someone like people actually argue about where we get like morality. our moral yeah, morality. Yeah. People argue morality like who decided what is good and what is bad. Okay, I've heard this argument before. <laughs> yeah, like and it's a very for me, it's a long rabbit hole. The, the the people that I've been listening to, like Sam Harris, Jordan Peterson, Christopher Hitchens, they all have a common thing, and they all disagree with each other about most things. But what they agree on most is that whatever is detrimental to human well being, which needs to be defined itself, human well being needs yeah. to be defined separately. Whatever is detrimental to human well being is wrong. If you're raping somebody, that's detrimental to somebody else's well being. That's mm. wrong. If you're murdering somebody not out of self-defense, because there are gray areas across the murder yeah. spectrum. It's just wrong, bruh. So there are absolute truisms. And, like, you can't say, no, but he he said that my mother's a puss, and then he, <laughs> So then I killed him. No, you, you don't do that. Man. That's not detrimental <laughs> enough to your human well-being for you to murder somebody, dude. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> someone killed someone <laughs> because they said your master puss. <laughs> That is wild. That is insane. I'm just saying, But uh, man, I get things off for you, man. Yeah, man. So, d- define human well-being, and then you'll define what's wrong and what is uh, okay. Yeah, that's true. <coughs> I'm just imagining the, the court trial. <laughs> you said, well, wh- wh- why did you do it? Do you think that'll go to trial? <laughs> <laughs> well, that nigga said, my mother's puss. So, uh, <laughs> I had to go. <laughs> I, so, I had to pull out the gat. That's insane. What wonderful conversation we're having. <sighs> man. So it's just like that, man. Where do we get our morality? I think that's such a deep question, bro. Yeah, it's like, such a I've deep question. I've wondered this before. Like, there was a time where I used to wonder, like, who decided what's good and what's bad? This is the like, thing. And Animals I've, have that. In yeah. them, it's innate. Like I don't think animals have a concept of God per se. I wouldn't yeah. know. Maybe depending on the intelligence of the animal. But if you're just like a lion, and you're killing your prey, that's survival. Yeah, you're doing something to survive. And then there are things within a tribe that they deem incorrect, like another man who's an alpha joining the the pride. Yeah, it's like no, there can only be one sheriff here, and that's their sense of morality. Like no, what you're doing is wrong. Coming here trying to take my bitches, you cannot do that. Exactly. So I so think, f- for the most part, our our morality is, is innate. Like, it's animalistic, but it's still inherent in human beings. Yeah. A lot of people would say it comes from God, which, I mean, there's less evidence for that, not to say that it's wrong. Yeah. But it, it's it's just a huge rabbit hole, bro. I don't know. Where do you think? What do you think? I think, like, you're saying it is innate. Mm. Like, But at the same time, because we're so far down uh, the path of hum- mankind in right, our history, right. mm. like we've been socialized so much, even mm. right now. It's hard to say where it came from. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to say like what, like where these beliefs started from. Mm. They could have started literally a thousand years ago. Yeah. So it's just been passed down and passed down and passed down and modified. Yeah. So that's yeah, interesting this thing called morality. Yeah, morality. Like, one thing I've always also wondered is the concepts of monarchs, like kings and queens and stuff. Mm. Like, I fucking hate the queen, the royal family in England, mm. not the queen South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still need to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, like, the royal family in England. And I hate it when 
I, I was very mad right, when people were watching the royal weddings or whatever. Mm, mm. I was like, I don't get this. Like, how is it possible that some group of humans were just deemed to be royal? Like, I understand, yes, there's warfare and things and there's always a leader and mm, all that. Mm. But I was like, in this day and age, how do they let it continue? Like, how do people literally sit on their TV and say, oh my God, it's the new queen and new king and they're having a son. I can't believe it. It's so exciting. An addition to the royal family. Wow. The fucked up thing is, it's not, like, just, it's not just British people. Yeah, That's the crazy part. That's what I'm... So, like, when I saw South Africans doing that, I'm like, these people literally have colonized <laughs> us and you're celebrating them. I'm like, this is wild. I'm like... They literally did nothing. They just had sex and had a child. Bro. And you're like so excited about it. Yeah, but like, it, it, it's interesting that you ask like where that royal, where the royalty yeah. came from. And I'm like, like, how do we fucking allow this to happen? In the 21st century, That we century, just right? are like accepted. We're like, yeah, they're better than us. They're royals. And we're just peasants. Like, so, how is this acceptable in 2020? I don't get it. Let's think about it though. Let's say they stumbled upon resources like the very first family to be deemed royal yeah stumbled upon just an abundance of resources that everybody wanted so now they've got people by the nutsack because it's like oh okay we've got all the food we've got all the land what what you guys need to work for us if you want any of this so i think that's where it kind of started that's just a very reductionist view but it started somewhere i think it's because of control of of resources i think it's it's wild so thing. since then they're just like ah oh, bro now we control everything these niggas control banks around the, bro, the like, around the world they've bro. colonized the whole <laughs> <Everything>. world <laughs> like like they've, they've stolen so much from us bro and we literally watch SABC three to see them have a child and name the child Archie and <laughs> we love it the worst name in the history of names bro like, like Archie I, I was so mad Archibald bro. whenever <gasps> it's anything to do with that family I get so pissed off. Because I'm like, we, why are we celebrating these people who've literally plundered and conquered our lands and people, Man, our ancestors? Man, I wouldn't be as mad if they didn't like have some sort of reparations program for Commonwealth countries. All these countries that were yeah. colonized by like Great Britain and stuff. If they had some sort of reparations, I'd be like, yeah, do you guys. But let me at least get a foot up from where you guys left us. You guys exactly. just left us, bro, like that. Yeah. And did nothing. It's wild. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yes, that's crazy. crazy Talking about queens. Let's talk about the queens. Talk about the queen. Uh, (laughs) For those of you who are unaware, we do have quite a few international listeners. Mm -hmm. The queen, South Africa Omzanzi, is a local telenovela, Mm -hmm. not a soapy. It's a local telenovela. Big distinction. And it has a famous uh, the Fergusons, Shauna Ferguson and Connie Ferguson. World-renowned directors yeah. and producers. They they are the producers of the show. It's very popular here in South Africa. Uh-huh. So this week, on Friday, it had its finale of the season. Yep. Like a long episode. How long? 45 minutes. 45 minutes, yeah. Yeah, 45 minutes special. The episodes are usually like 25 minutes. So this is like a special. Mm. And... <laughs> Man, <laughs> people were dropping like flies in this episode, right? Facts. Two people particularly dropped mm. like flies, actually. Mm. First was uh, Jerry Marke, Robo who, Cop. or 
Shona Ferguson plays the role of Jerry Market, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. a cop, a police officer, the captain of the station, mm. you know, who chases down the causas, mm. a drug <laughs> cartel family. Wait, dude, before you carry on, can I ask like a very simple question? Yeah. His station is based in Tembisa, which is the east of Johannesburg, the east of Gauteng. Yeah. And the criminals that they're always involved in trying to capture live in the north. Yeah, they live in Waterfall, in yeah, Midrand. Yeah, okay, Midrand, yeah. which is north-ish. Yeah. Like, they've got an entirely separate precinct that doesn't do anything when it comes <laughs> to them. <laughs> so they've got these guys from the east. I don't get it. But anyways, yeah. proceed. It just doesn't make so sense. Anyway, in this finale, the causes like attacked or ambushed by their enemies, another cartel family, right? Mm-hmm. And a helicopter swoops over them while they're playing golf on some golf estate. Mm. And they start raining bullets on them, right? Mm. Let the chopper spray. Yeah, you know. Pew. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And Jerry Markier dies in the crossfire. Spoiler alert. Jesus. Oh, spoiler alert. Catch Let's on, play it on Friday, check man. Check on Fuck DSTV you. catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play on Friday, man. Go all right, right, all right, all right. So, Jerry Market dies in the crossfire. Mm-hmm. Now, the point I'm making is not to actually tell you all about this episode. I don't care for this episode. So, another person who dropped like a fly in this episode was a character named Tim Biso, a police officer, also Jerry Market's <laughs> colleague, colleague in the show, right? Now, as Tim Biso is played, oh, uh, what's shit. the real actor's name? I forgot his name. Uh, let's, let me Google this, right? <laughs> but the actor who plays the role of Tim Biso, he came out this year, right? Mm-hmm. And he accused the Fergusons, the, uh, the producers of the show. Mm-hmm. And for, his co-stars. Yeah, his co-stars for underpaying him, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not the first to say this of the of the Fergusons, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So when he came out with this information that he's being underpaid, like the Fergusons pay him peanuts for mm. his acting role in the show, all of a sudden his character disappeared off our screens. <laughs> right. Mm. I don't know if people actually noticed this. But his character disappeared off our screen. So it's like he attacked his bosses out in public and they decided, well... Let's terminate your contract. Yeah, yeah. let's get you off our show then. All it's right. fine. Makes sense. And he's final. And then like throughout the episode since that's happened, like the only time we saw him, we didn't even see him. We saw his voice. We heard his voice. It was through phone calls where they'd pretend to call him on the show. <laughs> like, uh, Sergeant, we need your, we need backup. And then just hear his voice like, I'm on my way. But he was no longer actually on the show. So, in this finale that happened on Friday, Tim mm. Biso was called for backup while they was the, were trying to hunt down the Cosa drug cartel. Mm. And we didn't see him, right? Yeah. And what happens? When Jerry Marcus found dead from the crossfire, a measly five minutes later in the show, a police officer is walking in the fault of the golf course. Which didn't make sense. And he's like, oh no, he's <laughs> dead. Tim Biso's dead. We didn't even see him. Like, they just, just, corpse, they just see a corpse lying in the fault grass. And that was the end of his role. 
You, they literally <laughs> killed off the actor who had a qualm or complaint against mm. them by writing him off the script and killing him in the final episode of the season months later after his complaint. But they by, did the same thing with Shaga, didn't they? Yeah, Shaka, they also killed, but they gave him a better death. His death was still trash. <laughs> like, they killed better. Shaka by choking him out yeah. in an episode that wasn't even, like, a Friday episode. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. literally Tuesday. Yeah. And they, they just choked <laughs> him out, and, oh, he's dead. <laughs> oh, he's dead. <laughs> That's how they canceled his contract. So they just, like, all right, just put a black body in a fault. A black like, body. <laughs> we didn't even see the face. Nothing. Nothing. Didn't even see his bald head. And they head. just say, just say he's dead. He got shot as well. Like that's how they ended his role. And I was like, that's mad disrespectful, bro. Like, because when I see it in America, right? Yeah. When people get written out of shows, mm. they still play a significant role throughout the, the season. The storyline, yeah. Mm. Yeah. They don't just get written off so quick. Yeah. Or like have a terrible death, like a whack death. Like getting choked out or mm. just being shot and lying in a fault. Mm. Like they still act out of passion. They act their way out of the show. Yeah, true. And here it's kind of like the Fergusons were just like, yeah, dump him, get, get him out. Like, and that, for me, that was very wrong of them to do. But then that just tells me that, like, their writing team don't really have a plan. Like, when I saw the end of The Queen this, this, um, this Friday, when I saw the end of it, I was like, what is their next step? Like, what are they actually going to tell us next season? Because Robocop was one of the best characters in that thing. Yeah. And he was, like, the focal point besides the criminals, right? So what are they, like, what story are they possibly going to tell? Even fucking Tao coming in at the end, like, yeah. what are they, what, are they, what is his role there? Like, I, I don't know. He's a gangster that tried to kill Harriet and is now trying to act like a cop. Yeah, he's a crooked cop of sorts. Man, it just it didn't make sense to me, man. And then he goes all Uncle Tomish on the phone. And he's like, "Yes, good day, sir." Yeah. To his, I, I guess it's his boss. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it just, that was it just wild. didn't sit well with me. A lot of the a lot of the scenes didn't sit well. But I will say that the effects were way better than the typical effects that we've seen. Sometimes yeah. I see niggas get shot and you don't see a wound, bro. Yeah, <laughs> guys was... get shot, you don't see a wound. And then like this episode, I saw like. Okay, there's actually a wound. I saw that white chick get shot in the chest, and she was oh, perfectly yeah. fine. She was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> that episode was killing me as well. Like, this white lady got shot middle of the middle chest, of the chest from an AK-47. Oh, man, and she's just lying on the grass, like, "Oh wow, my chest!" Like, she's like just patting her chest, like, "Oh, it's oh this red. red. This, that's this red. red. That's so red, man." <laughs> she's like, "This display." <laughs> That was insane oh, for man. me as well. Dude. I was like, that's a bit of bad acting. Like, act dead. Don't just act like you didn't get shot. But this is part of the point that I was making about whether we should compare American television to South African t- television. Should we compare things to American television to be the benchmark, like the standard? Should mm. that be the, the measuring stick of what good television is? Because although they're going to like give us effects to death, they're gonna give us all the effects in American yeah. television. The acting is still pretty good. Exactly, yeah. But in The Queen, like as great of a show it is by South African standards, and the, the acting is generally good. Yeah. That that was just terrible for exactly. me. Exactly. That was terrible for me. Please give me wounds. I want on time wounds. I don't wanna see the wounds when they're in the exactly. hospital. I wanna yeah. see the wounds right there. That the effect must be there. Right there. 
But anyways, yeah. Uh, but, uh, there's there's a running joke me and Eddie have. Yeah. About how <laughs> like the Fergusons used the Queen to be their own stirrings. Right? <laughs> yeah. So true, like true, true. for those of you who don't know what a stirring is, uh, in South Africa, when you see like when a movie says starring, yeah. Uh, Chuck Norris. Right. This is actually the origins and stuff. <laughs> So, like, your Van Damme's, Chuck Norris, mm. uh, Bruce Lee's. When movies were, like, action movies, used mm. to say starring mm. Rob Van Damme or whatever, right? Yeah. And, oh, I'm actually, am I saying the WWE Van Damme or Rob Van Damme? No, that's, yeah. I think you meant Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, Jean-Claude. <laughs> I'm, like, thinking, like, no, nah, I'm thinking WWE. Yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Rob Van Damme right? was the ship. <laughs> so, when it's, like, starring Van Damme or whoever, South Africans, because English is not our home language, <laughs> we used wow. to read the word starring as staring, like stare and then ring, right? So it's like staring for our international listeners. So that's why if you hear South Africans uh, talking about a staring, they just mean the starring actor of mm, a movie or show. That's correct. So the Fergusons, they are their own starings, mm. living out their Hollywood dreams in the Queen. Because me and Addy make this joke. Whenever there's an episode where Harriet is ha- carrying a pistol, like yeah. double-wielding pistol shooting, rolling on the floor, we're always like, oh. She's barely running, by the we're way. Like, it's the staring moment, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Living out your Hollywood dreams in your show, like right now. So, shout out to them for doing that, though. Like, if you can't get to Hollywood, bring it to you. Give yourself your own guns and action scenes. Can I ask you something, though? Like, let's put you in that situation, right? Mm. Let's say you're the Fergusons. You're, you're yeah. Jerry. Well, you're not Jerry. You're the real life guy. Shauna, right? Yeah. And you own your own production company, highly successful. You're like the top producers, basically, in our country, producing the top content in our yeah. country. Which they are, by the way. Would you rather be that in South Africa or be like a B-list celebrity in America. Mm. By the way, you'd be paid in dollars, but you'd still be a B-list. You wouldn't be as famous, which is the point of being an actor, I suppose. I don't know. It depends. Mm. I think I would rather be the top dog in my country than be second place somewhere else. Mm. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I think maybe if our film industry was as big as Nigeria's, because that's a huge industry out there. Yeah. I'd I'd be I'd feel more comfortable more comfortable being the top dog in Nigeria. I don't think yeah. I'd necessarily feel like the top dog in South Africa. We still have a long way to go. Like Nollywood is a thing. What what do we call our South African film industry? But yeah, I guess <laughs> this is the thing because America has so much money, right? Right. Because if you if we switch it to like music. Mm. It's like you asking me, would I want to be AKA or Casper in your vest mm-hmm. or be fuck money bag yo? Oh my god. Now, oh my goodness. If I look at it, money bag yo is nothing special. So as far as hip hop's concerned, he is like a B list, C list celebrity. Yeah. 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 But man, he makes so much more money than AKA or Casper in your vest. It's right there in his name. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> So that's the thing, like, yeah. it depends on the context and the money involved. Yes. Like, yeah. Okay, our music industry is at least something to be, uh, you know, applauded, dude. Yeah. Our film industry just isn't there yet. Like, every time I watch, like, what appears to be a high-budget South African film, firstly, they're giving me the same actors. 
Mm. That's how I know it's high budget because it's actors that have been around for a yeah. long time, and like it's okay. But then like, I I see like the way they try to translate being TV actors to being on screen movie actors. It's very different, dude. It's just not the same. Yeah. So there's a movie that I watched with Dino. What's her real name? I also don't know. Dino from Generations. Yeah. Like Tati from Gomorra. Yeah, she was yeah. from Gomorra. Yeah, that's yes. it. Yeah. Yes. I see her trying to be a, a, a movie. There's a, there's actually, yeah, she, she has a movie on Netflix right now. Oh, what a terrible movie. What a terrible movie. <laughs> dude. I'm and actually going to go watch it to say what please, a terrible movie. Oh my God. Just type in her name because I forgot the, the name of the movie. Wait, is it the kind of terrible way you watch it to be like, how much worse does it get? Or is it the type of terrible like, no, that was just a waste of time. The first one. It's uh, so bad that you're riveted by it. Yeah. Because yeah, like Sharknado and shit. Like you exactly. watch that because you're like, it's kind of funny how bad it is that you actually watch exactly. it. Exactly. Like okay. Fatal Affair. Have you watched Fatal yeah. Affair yet? Terrible, like, terrible yeah. film. So it's 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 like that, but worse. Okay, mm. it's 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 really a bad movie. I can't stress that enough. It's it's trash. Top three worst movies I've ever seen. Damn. Yeah. So my point that I was just trying to make is that like, we have great talent. That's not up for dispute, dude. We have great actors in our country. But the way that our movies are being produced is just not on the level yeah, of we don't have the, international. the production value. Yeah, we just don't have the production value. The cutaway scene like dude, you know when, when you know when, when films transition from one scene to another? Yeah. There's like movies that do that really well. And then there are movies that look like it was just mashed up on some basic internet software <laughs> yeah. of like, okay, no, okay, at this part I'm gonna go into that. There's no like link music, there's no fade out, yeah. there's no, it's just like, good, good. It's just like a bad YouTube video. Fam, how can you be Katlejo Duncan and wanna act in a movie like that? Like, you, you're acting, yes, you think the script is great, but then you see the final product and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I was a part of that. Mm. Ugh. But, anyways, yeah, that's, that's my take on South African film. No. In music, at least, there's a streamline, dude. There's yeah. a streamline like we can <clears throat> compare our best talent to the best in in the US. I think that's my yeah. opinion. Okay, not Drake necessarily yeah, or Kendrick like, or but Cole, but yeah, our our, guys our top music. guys can make great music along yeah. with the best of them in in the US and Britain whatever it is. Like we're up there. Movies no, never. Yeah. I'd rather be the top dog in my country in music than in like, film. We have great actors, but we don't have great movies. Yeah, like we don't have great movie makers. Yeah, movie makers. Because a movie can be good in theory. The script is proper. Everything like this movie I'm referring to. Yeah, pretty pretty interesting plot, but the way it was put together, the final product was just disgusting, dude. I, th- I thought it was really ridiculous. I thought it was very ridiculous. Mm. But yeah. <sighs> what are we on? A minute twenty, an hour twenty. I beg your pardon. All right, all right. You got anything else on your docket? I don't, man. I don't. Uh, I don't think I have a docket. No. Let me see. Do I? Do I? <laughs> oh no, this is last week's docket. Oh, I need to delete that. <laughs> mm. I came across like a really fine cripple chick on Tinder. Like, so she's. She's so beautiful. So she's beautiful, but she's disabled. She's so beautiful. Like she, you know, two arms, two legs. She's human. You get me? Is she in like a wheelchair or what? No, no, no. She's she's bipedal, uh, but like her her arms, dude. What does bipedal mean? She walks on two feet. 
she's bipedal. She walks oh, yeah. on two feet. <laughs> so the only, like, thing... Okay, like, her first three pictures were just of her, you know? Beautiful face, great body. But for some reason, I didn't notice her arms in the first couple of photos. So she has no arms. No, no, no. <laughs> she has arms. They're there. The arms are there. But her arms are, like... T-Rexy. Uh, so she has disfigured arms. She's got disfigured arms. Oh, she's got like wild. two, two, two black coffee arms, dude. Oh, she's like missing hands. Or no, the, the the hands are there, but they're just shorter in length. Oh, that's strange. Like they're they're T Rexy, like I'm saying. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't wanna laugh. I don't, I don't wanna laugh. I don't wanna get canceled because she was so fine, dude. Did you swipe right to her? I, I I swiped left. Wow. Boo. No, but what's it? We've spoken about this. Would you date a chick that's crippled? Yeah. I don't have any issue with disabilities. No, it depends on the disability. I told you that I don't have a problem with disabilities, but it depends on the disability. Her her arms... No, she'd be very dependent on me. Let me put it that way. I think you'd have to see the picture. Yeah. I'll send it to the group chat. Yeah, I need <laughs> to see this picture. Yeah, but... Poor lady, man. So you're still swiping right on that app? I am. <laughs> I'm curious, dude. I'm just curious. But I'm when, doing when it are you ever going to stop? Like, when is it going to ever be, like, enough? Like, I've, I've swiped. When is it going to be, like, I've swiped right with the finest girl to my preferences? Like, is it even about them being fine anymore, dude? Like, most of the time when I'm swiping, it's out of boredom. I'm, like, done looking for love or whatever. Yeah. I'm, like, bored, bro. So, like, when I get free time, I'm just like, oh. It's like, it's like using, I'm, I'm trying to alleviate the Twitter addiction by I using see. by using Tinder, which is not the best fucking substitute either. <laughs> but yeah. it, it can get quite time-consuming and addictive. But I just swipe because, like, I'm bored, dude. I'm bored. Like I've I've made it a habit of objectifying women now. Like fuck. So, I need rehab. How, for this. how many talking stages are you, are you in now? Too many. Since I've been back at work, I've stopped talking to so many people. Like I've just ghosted them. I don't have time anymore, dude. Like when when I was on proper lockdown, I wasn't doing much besides yeah. like schoolwork. In between schoolwork, I was just spending my time chatting with yo, dude. Could be ten people at a time, dude. Sometimes. It's crazy. And it just, yeah, that, that became tiring. So, yeah. I'm not in many talking stages. I think I'm in three talking stages right now, which is tiring enough. Anyways, should we should we call it a day? Uh, yeah. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up, man. That was episode. <coughs> what episode? We didn't even say what episode this was. Yo. It's 58. Yeah. Yeah. It's Sunday edition. Sunday edition. Episode 58. Um, Thank you so much for listening to the show thank you for lending us your ear mm-hmm. it's been a privilege to have your time and for whatever time you're listening to this good morning good afternoon good evening and good night um shout out to eddie shout out to everyone around the world we love you all and yeah i don't know any other shout outs Mm-mm. i'm done like I'm, I'm done i'm done with that uh, you no done shout outs. Mm. Got in trouble. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to our co host, Allison. Shout out, Ali. Yeah. So that's been episode 58. Have a lovely week. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, we out. Bye. Goodbye.